Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Hello, Sarasota. This is Bob. My goodness, 2022 has blown by us just like so many years before. And as the holidays are upon us, I am reaching out for a little favor from you. By the end of this year, we are going to have over 5,000 listens and over 100 episodes. I, uh, yes, that's right. And it surprises me that we, we've accomplished those numbers, but obviously we're doing something right. And you all are to be commended for tuning in and listening to what we have to offer. But in 2023, we are looking to get more feedback from our listeners and asking you what you would like to listen to going forward. If you know of somebody, an individual or company that's doing great work in the greater Sarasota area, we want to know about them because we would like to interview them. So go to one of our social media sites, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, type in Sarasota Stories, we will pop up and then send us a little note about the individual or company that you have in mind. We'd appreciate it very much. Also, during the week of Thanksgiving coming up here in just a few days, we will not be broadcasting on Thursday. We are going to put out a special Thanksgiving edition on Tuesday. We have had a wonderful 2022. We're looking forward to 2023. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. Please go to LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Shoot us a note. Let us know who you want to listen to, and we will do our best to get them on. Thank you so much, and on to today's episode. Years ago, my kids used to watch an animated movie called All Dogs Go to Heaven. After you listen to this episode, you'll come to the conclusion, as I did, that it just might be true. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, where I try to find the most interesting people doing the most fascinating work right here in the greater Sarasota area. In fact, I started this podcast because I wanted to meet new people, and then I thought, why not share what we talk about with folks just like you? But more importantly, I believe if you really want to understand the DNA of any community you live in, then you got to listen to each other's stories. We launch an episode every Tuesday and Thursday morning where you will hear from entrepreneurs and philanthropists, business and civic leaders share what they're working on now and how they hope to impact our community. I'm very pleased to welcome today Sean Brown, Associate Director of Philanthropy for Southeastern Guide Dogs. For 40 years, Southeastern Guide Dogs has bred, trained, and placed over 1,200 puppies and dogs with veterans suffering from PSTD, the visually impaired, and children with special needs. In this episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Sean. 
Sean's military background and how he came to Southeastern Guide Dogs, how they train the dogs they place, their current funding needs, how you can volunteer or donate, and much, much more. Thank you for stopping by today. It's my hope that you will listen, learn, but most importantly, connect. Sean Brown, Associate Director of Philanthropy for the Southeastern Guide Dogs. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been a journey to get here. We made Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking before I hit record there. It sounds like you've had a busy morning. You've had a busy several weeks. Uh, I, just for our listeners to know, I tried to get you on, a, oh, I don't know, what's it been about a month ago? And I, we had something going on with tech here that I just couldn't square away. And so we had to reschedule, but you sound great right now. Well, happy to be here. Happy to uh, happy to finally found some some time to wiggle in in the schedule to make this thing happen. Good, good. Well, I'd much rather be busy than bored. So uh, I hope you're the same way. Well, listen, we're going to get into what you all do at uh, Southeastern Guide Dogs. But I always love to ask my favorite question right off the bat, which is what is one thing that most people don't know about Sean? Great question. You know, most people have no idea that I was the first color commentator for the Savannah Bananas baseball team in Savannah, Georgia. The viral sensation that is the bananas has taken over the globe. Uh, and I, I remember the day sitting on the mic in the in the heat in Savannah, Georgia, saying, we got to get this thing on TV. Uh, I was talking about local TV, but of course, now they're on ESPN. They've got their own documentary series. It's incredible to see. And of course, they'll be here local soon. Oh, that's cool. So, so real quickly, who are the Savannah Bananas and why is it they so why are they so cool? So the Savannah Bananas started as a wooden bat league baseball team of all college players, and now they've created their own brand of baseball called Banana Ball. Uh, it's nine innings to played in ninety minutes or less, uh, which baseball <laughs> games last about usually forty minutes. Not so not forty minutes. I wish uh, last about four hours. Yeah. Uh, but they've created a, a whole new brand of baseball. They really became the Globe Trotters. Uh, or the Harlem Globetrotters, just like basketball has, of baseball. Uh, and everybody's gotten involved. They've had World Series winners that have come and played with them. Uh, you've had uh, retired Hall of Famers that have came and played banana ball with them. It's so exciting to see, and it gets people excited for America's pastime. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's great. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'd love to have them on, but they're in Savannah, and I'm Sarasota, Sarasota Stories. Maybe I got to do Savannah Stories. You never know. You never know. <laughs> well, good. That's one thing most people don't know about you. So we're here to talk about Southeastern Guide Dogs, and uh, you have an interesting background in how you came to uh, SEGD, I guess is, would be the sh short acronym for it, but Give us a background about Southeastern Guide Dogs and then your connection. How did you come to the organization and kind of what you're working on right now? So uh, Southeastern Guide Dogs was founded in 1982 with three small dogs, a station wagon, a small farmhouse right here in Palmetto, Florida, right up the street from Sarasota, of course, um, and has grown into a state-of-the-art 33-acre campus uh, that creates trains, places, and changes lives with our dogs. Um, it has been an incredible journey. I've been on, on, on the team, as I like to say, for just over three and a half years. And it has been exciting to see um, how at no cost, all of these dogs can change and save lives, not just for veterans like myself, but for people that are visually impaired, children with special needs. We're the first school in the country that makes it possible where a teen that's visually impaired can get a guide dog at the age of 15 instead of 18, giving them a three-year head start on independence. Uh, and so many other things that our dogs are able to do. Um, it, it's, my journey started with Southeastern uh, in 20, 2018. 
when I got my first service dog, Pella, uh, from, from the organization, uh, she changed my world. You know, I went from working multiple part-time jobs to, to working one job with Southeastern Guide Dogs, of course, uh, and pushing to help me push the mission forward. I live with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, I've got a, a dead spot in the left side of my brain from a TBI, uh, degeneration in my spine, and a few other fun things, including uh, a total knee replacement. I'm only 36 and I've got a titanium knee. Uh, but it, uh, it's my journey brought me to first get Pella, and Pella changed the world. Um, I was literally taking 16 pills a day when I got her. It went from 16 to zero pills. I have one injection that I take a month for my migraines. Uh, and she got me up off the couch, got me back connected with my family. Um, and literally that quick journey that I had within the first six to eight months, I, I had the opportunity to come and share the success that Pella and I had had as a team. And, um, uh, I shared that opportunity, I had the opportunity twice of sharing. And the second time I was off my first full-time job, moved down to Florida and I've been part of the team ever since. Uh, it's been great. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, so what was the catalyst for you actually coming to them? Because, you know, you're a seven-year veteran. I mean, you, you know, you're you're a big, tough guy, right? Because you're a veteran. But somehow somebody said, hey, uh, we need to connect you with this organization. So what happened was uh, I got into a situation at home uh, where I was triggered, uh, had no control of the situation. And my wife said, you need to get some help. And when the wife says you need to get some help, you get some help. Uh, because that means you're, you're at a breaking point, right? Um, and we started looking, we found that service dogs were the key to help veterans push forward to that next level, push forward to success. And I didn't want to be, you know, one of those guys that was on the news or one of those guys that was in a Facebook group. Understandable. Uh, Absolutely yeah, this, understandable. Yeah. This was that time frame where we started to see people that were really kind of starting to take advantage of the loopholes in the system. And we then, uh, applied together. And I came and got my first service dog, and that's how I found Southeastern. We wanted the best, and we found the best. I mean, that, that's an incredible story because uh, most guys or many guys that I know are just, you know, you don't want to be dependent upon anything, and you don't want to admit that, you know, hey, maybe I need some help. But the older I've gotten, Sean, that what I have discovered is that the guys will reach out and the guys that will say, yeah, I need need some assistance here, those are the real men. It's, it's, the, it's the folks that withdraw and things continue to spiral out uh, that uh, that that really need to help the most. But it's a, so I just commend you for reaching out and uh, being where you are today. Well, you know, the hardest part for many veterans is just to say, I need help. Um, it's a big step. We, we're trained in the military to adapt and overcome. We don't we don't express weakness. We don't express a struggle. Um, and, and somehow that mindset has really started to change with the military where we're getting people the help that they need. Uh, but for so many, just to be able to say, I need help is all it takes to get one of our dogs from Southeastern Guide Dogs. That's great. And that, that that's a great point. You, you mean to you mean to tell me it's not really like Hollywood movies, you know, where you guys are always tough all the time? And No, at the end of the day, we're people. <laughs> well, we, have, that's right. we, have, we all have issues just like everybody else. It's just we're trained to do one thing or sometimes two things uh, when we're in the military. And when we get out, we no longer have a mission. We no longer have a purpose. And for a lot of people, that's a tough realization, it's, and it's hard to adjust. That's one thing that we're really not taught the right way of how to adjust into being a regular citizen again. Um, and our, our dogs help us cope with everything that we're dealing with. It's been great. Man, that is so cool. That That is such a great point. of. I think that there are, you know, it's interesting. I mean, some of the uh, professional athletes that have retired over the years, you hear some of the documentaries and whatnot, it's some of the same thing, especially when they were, Really, really successful. I think it was what was it, the '87 Bears? 
that won the the um the Super Bowl and they, they interviewed some of those guys and they they went through this, you know, this incredible experience, emotional and whatnot. Now, of course, you know, the bodies are breaking down and whatnot. And they said, well, you know, would you change it? And they said, no, I wouldn't. But the thing that I've missed the most is the camaraderie that I've had, you know, with with my uh, with my teammates. That was the best. It was it was even more so than winning the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a true story. You know, one of the things that, of course, you never miss the politics, you never miss the bureaucracy stuff that you got to deal with. I bet. Um, but having, you know, brothers and sisters on your right and left, uh, that's part of what makes the magic of the military so special, so memorable. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we're, we're to the point now that even for no matter the generation is still happening, we're, we're losing our friends. We're losing our brothers that our brothers and our sisters that we, we went to, to combat with. We lived our lives with. Yes, uh, we depended on, and we're losing yes. to the battle of gun suicide. Yes, that's it, incredible, and I, I, th I think the military still has a, a problem with that. So hopefully, more of them will find you guys. Well, let's talk uh, about the organization and the dogs themselves. Tell us about the dogs. What makes them so special? So, what first of all, what makes them so special is the fact that we do all of our genetics, reproduction, whelping, uh, labor and delivery. Essentially, it's all done on campus. We know where our dogs have been from conception all the way to birth, which makes it so much easier to give somebody a dog that we know everything that's happened with that dog. The dog stubs its toe. We know. Um, whereas with, a, with like a rescue dog, you just run the risk because you don't know everything that's happened with that dog. Sure. But our dogs are special not just for that, but it's allowed us. Our incredible genetics team has, has spread out hip dysplasia down to 3% of our lines. It's an average 30%. Uh, wow. Neonatal loss is less than 3% with Southeastern Guide Dogs. It's it's a true testament to the incredible dogs, thanks to the hardworking uh, members of our team that really work hard. But the magic of these dogs comes with the instructors that put all the heart and love into them. Um, you know, these dogs have opportunities where they're, they're born, they go to puppy kindergarten and our puppy academy on campus in Palmetto. Uh, then they go out to Puppy Reason's house for about a year. From Puppet Razor's house, they come back on campus for formal training. And uh, after formal training, well, at formal training, they get to pick a, a degree field, as we, as we say, because it's a college environment. Uh, they live in a dorm room. They have four, <laughs> four wings in the building. It's freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. They pick their degree field, and they go do their job when they graduate. Uh, they can become a service dog, a guide dog. Uh, we have facility therapy dogs, and a lot of the VAs are so many jobs for our dogs now. Um, we have the legitimate emotional support animals. Uh, we have Gold Star Family Dogs for those who have lost a loved one that was serving in active duty. Uh, we also provide a Gold Star Dog to those who have lost a loved one that was active or a veteran uh, that has lost a battle to suicide. Uh, so there's so many opportunities for our dogs to work, and over 70% of them actually go into a career. That is, that's incredibly fascinating. I'm a dog guy through and through, and we grew up with dogs, used to breed Irish wolfhounds and whatnot, so I love dogs and whatnot. But what I found fascinating, and it was a video on your website that you talked about, I think it was Pella, who, who is retired now, but when you first came to Southeastern, they connected you with Pella, and this dog, and I, it's a she, correct? Correct. Pella, and so Pella was basically able to read your emotions, or to connect with your emotions. Talk about what that is. And, and is it is it trained or is it bred in them? I mean, I find that really fascinating. So it's 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 trained to a sense, but it's all about the bond between handler and dog. Um, when you take that time and you really connect with your dog, you work hard to train, 
and your dog starts to pick up on the things, okay, well, he's asking me to do this every now and then. He's asking me to do this here and there. Let me start seeing if I can do it without him having to tell me. Um, and both of both my dogs do it. Uh, Pella still does it, even though she's retired. Uh, if I'm laying on the couch and not feeling well, she'll still do it. And she'll pick up and say, hey, he's he's not well. And both of them will be sitting and staring at me at the same time. Wow. Um, but it's 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 a testament to the hard work of our instructors. The train part is matching the correct dog with the correct person. That's where our instructors come. Right, from. right. And it's on the handler to make sure that they do the the, the job of, of bonding with their dog as instructed. If you do that, you're guaranteed success. Right. Now, so, so back to the uh, trainers, the handlers and whatnot. Do they train dogs differently, say, for the vision impaired as compared to a service dog as compared to, I don't know, children and youth? So a, a guide dog learns about 40-plus commands, uh, whereas a service dog learns 20-plus commands. And, of mm. course, they can learn more. Uh, but that's the difference between a guide dog and a service dog. And, of course, a guide dog is guiding someone who's visually impaired. A service dog is for, uh, for our program is, is uh, for a veteran living with post-traumatic stress disorder and mobility challenges. Mm, okay. So, so then, uh, tell us about, well, just give us a couple of stories. Uh, yours is a fantastic story. I mean, cause here we are, we're talking about this journey that you've been on, which is, which is fantastic, but certainly there are a couple of stories that you know of that you're just, that you just love. So I, I always like to talk about my buddy, Morgan. Um, uh, if you ever see our, our bus from Southeastern guide dog rolling down 75, uh, you'll see on the back of that is a picture of a of a uh, Air Force airman with his dog. That's Morgan in the service dog Foley. Uh, Morgan has pretty bad uh, pretty bad TBI, pretty bad migraines. Um, and Foley and Morgan have gotten such a close bond that Foley now goes about twenty or thirty minutes before uh, Morgan has a migraine, grabs Morgan's medication in a secured pouch, brings it to him, and says, "Hey, Dad, you're about to have a really bad oh, day." Oh my. Um, it's just a testament to some of the, so much of the incredible things that our dogs are able to do. One of the really cool things that, that we always like to share is the fact that there's such similarity amongst all of our veterans of finding the same success, taking less medication, getting back in the community, being able to go back to work, uh, you know, reconnecting with family, which is a huge one for so many veterans. You know, you get to those situations where your wife is saying, hey, you need to get some help. Well, family members saying, we need to find you some help. And then once you get your dog and they say, I see the change in you, there's no greater moment than that. It's special. I bet. I'll bet. I, I, I hope you put all this stuff on the uh, on your website one because you have a wonderfully developed website with a lot of videos there. But that sounds incredible. It's 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 interesting because back, you know, back in episode 32, I interviewed a gal by the name of Melissa Wandall, Wandall and uh, she's head of the Mark Wandall Foundation. And uh, she had a, a horrible accident when she was pregnant with her uh, only child. Her husband was killed in an automobile accident. She's basically spent the last 20 years trying to help make uh, highways safer. But she also has a program called Talking to Children in Grief. And these are about children that have lost parents, you know, either in uh, the military or just their parents have died for some reason or another. And then I kind of look at what you guys do, which, are, which is similar, it's, uh, which is um, you have a a program where it says um, designed especially for kids program, kids companion dogs, guide dog camp, guide dogs for teens. Talk about that, if you will, a little bit and, and what that looks like when the types of teens that may come in or the kids that come in and how you connect those with the dogs. 
So it, it's, it's, it's a great program. It's fun seeing the, the kids come to campus uh, with their family. Uh, our guide dog camp for teens or teen camp, they come to campus uh, on a weekend with their parents uh, and they get the experience of what it's like to be a handler. Well, to be a guide dog handler and to see, okay, is living with a guide dog something that's going to be good for me, something that will help me be successful? Um, a lot of times the, the, the older teens or the 14, 15-year-olds, they put the applications in and they find great success. Um, we also, uh, the, as you also spoke, the, the program for the families of those that have lost a loved one in combat, the children of those that have lost a loved one in combat. That's our Gold Star program. Wow. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, I literally I look up in my office here and I, and I see my, my coin from the Gold Star families. Um, that program is near and dear to my heart because I'm connected to Gold Star families very, very closely. Um, and to, to be able to help provide that assistance, that, that, that little bit of peace in that situation uh, where a child just needs a friend that's going to understand and it's not going to, you know, tell them the wrong thing. But of course, because the dog can't talk, but that dog, I, I, we've seen so many videos where the mom says, I feel like I have my daughter back again. Uh, or I feel like I have my son back again. That's why we do it. That's the whole purpose of the dogs. And it's, it's all at no cost. Uh, we're, we're saving families. We're, we're changing lives and it's all at no cost. And it's, it's so important. Talk about that, if you would, a little bit more. Where does the funding come from and where does the funding go to? So we are completely a grassroots organization. Everything is fundraised. We have a, a budget of $16.4 million a year that we raise. Um, and it is all grassroots. Uh, June 30th, we if we hit our budget. We say yay. And July 1st, we start crying again. We start raising <laughs> it all over. Um, but it all goes towards the, the mission. And the mission is to change and save lives. Wow. Now, of course, the lights have to be on, of course. Sure. Um, but the mission is to change and save lives with our dogs. All of our dogs are given at no cost. It costs about $50,000 per dog. I would think um, so, yes. Including the lifetime follow-up support. Uh, that's one thing that we, we specialize in that nobody else has is our alumni care program that goes into that budget. It's part of the budget. Uh, where we get free food from From Family Pet Food. We get uh, free monthly preventatives from Elanco annual vaccinations and annual wellness is all at no cost for over 770 recipients. Now, do you have a waiting list right now? We do. Uh, it, it's, it, we, of course we work hard to make this wait as, as, as short as possible. Sure. Uh, but it could be as short as six months. It could be as long as 18 months. A lot of times, especially on the veteran side, it depends on what you're looking for in a dog because each dog is specifically made for and trained for that individual. So it's not an assembly line, if that makes sense. Uh, so if, if somebody comes in and says, uh, I'd like a dog that can speak four languages uh, and can cook you know, al dente <laughs> pasta, it's going to take a little while to make that happen, if we can make that happen. Right. Uh, but for the folks like myself, I just said, I need help. And I trust you guys as judgment, because this is your field, that I, you guys are going to give me the help that I need. It's usually a lot faster. Right, right. Well, so uh, you have a, do you typically have a waiting list and you have, you're funded by a private donations. Are there other ways that people can help Southeastern guide dogs? Awareness is a big thing. Um, sharing essentially what you're hearing today as a listener, uh, letting people know. If you tell the story and, and, and share the stories of the people who we've helped, uh, you never know that one person that you can reach that was like me hanging on a thread it could have gotten the help that we have at no cost. Um, at the end of the day, you know, for me, my, my passion is to, to help end veteran suicide. 
you know, 20 to a day. It's it's the thing we hear consistently. It's not even the number. It's higher than that. It's at an all time high right now. But at Southeastern, we haven't lost a single recipient since we've had our program. Wonderful. uh, For veterans. Wonderful. That matters. Um, and that means we can save more lives. Well, what, what do you, I guess maybe this is more of a psych, psychological question. Then what do you attribute that to? Once you connect them with the dog, you say you've never lost somebody. What is the, I guess, the the foundation of that, or the, the crux of that? Um, you know, I think it goes back to, and I'll quote uh, my fellow graduate, uh, Kenny Thomas, who was in the movie Black, from the movie Black Hawk Down, from the Mogadishu battle. Um, he said, when we get out of the military, we lose our purpose. Yes. Our mission. Yes. When you're serving, you have something. You have a, something you you go towards every day. You have a mission. You have something that you can focus on. But you get out and you're just you're stuck, and you're you're sitting there and you have nothing to do. When you lose your purpose, that's when those thoughts those start start thoughts start to come along. I can't yes. talk for a second. Sorry. Yeah. About yeah. That. Um, but our dogs give us a mission. Our dogs give us a purpose. You got to walk the dog. You got to feed the dog. Yes. You're gonna communicate with the dog. You got to bathe the dog. Um, it gives us a purpose to push forward. And that's, I think, what, the, what that attributes to is we've has, we have somebody at our six. That's so much. Okay. <laughs> you got me there. I guess that's some military speak right there. You know, I'm on your website right now and uh, some other ways that people can get involved. You raise a puppy and you can volunteer yes. on campus. Talk about so those. We we desperately need puppy raisers. Industry wide, we are uh, industry wide. It's about twenty percent lower coming out of or currently with the COVID situation going on. We lost a lot of puppy raisers, and uh, we need that help. Puppy raisers are the backbone of making our program successful because it's the puppy raisers that raise that eight to 10 week old puppy into a 14 month old puppy. Cool. Uh, and it's not just a here's a puppy and raise the puppy by yourself. You're working in a group. You're, you're receiving training. Uh, you're receiving education. You're going to make new friends and family members, of course. Um, but that dog turns into a superhero, and we need people to help raise a superhero. So, so when when that say, for example, I take a puppy. So, is that dog going to live with me then for the next four weeks? Is it or four months? Is it? So we have our starter puppy program, which is four to six weeks. Yep. And then we have our full puppy raiser program, which is until the dog is 14 months old. So it's about a year, and then the dog will come in for formal training um, and, and begin the job that the dog chooses to do. Do you guys do any uh, tours, bring groups in on we campus? We do. Uh, our doors have really just swung back open all the way. Uh, our campus tours happen three days a week. We have also have two experiences uh, that you can come to our campus in Palmetto, uh, and you can experience what's called Beyond the Dark, which happens every Tuesday. Uh, you'll get to actually hear my story, the whole thing, uh, and experience behind Blindfold, uh, one of my night terrors, and what it's like to be visually impaired just trying to go meet a friend in a park. Oh my. Uh, we also have a brand new program that we just rolled out uh, called Unseen Worlds, where it's a virtual reality experience that kind of puts you in the footsteps of somebody who's visually impaired. You mm. kind of get to visualize, so to speak, um, what they're seeing and how they're listening and hearing and seeing what their other, what their other, other senses uh, and that also includes a blindfold walk. So that's available. Um, and we've got a lot more stuff coming up here soon that you got to stay tuned for. Well, if the uh, listeners could see the look on your face as you're talking, I can tell you're a guy who's really excited about the future and what's going on. Is there anything, that you, as we uh, kind of wind things down, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with who should reach out to you and uh, just, just, just bring us on home, I guess, is the term. 
So, you know, for, for those folks that want to get involved in what we're doing, we need the help. At the end of the day, you can help us change to save a life. Go to our website, www.guidedogs.org. Uh, make sure you put the S at the end of Guide Dogs because you will end up at a whole other organization if you don't. Uh, but it's www.guidedogs.org. And at the end of the day, we're changing and saving lives. So working together, uh, if, you can, if you can change a life, you can save a life. You can affect change in a family. If you can affect change in a family, you can affect change in your community. If you can change your community, you can change the world. So together, all of us working together, we can change the world. That's a great way to sign us off there. And I appreciate so much you coming on the Sarasota Stories podcast, Sean. And I also want to leave the direct phone number is 941-729-5665. Sean, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I really appreciate it. And to my listeners, I appreciate you uh, spending this, uh, this half an hour with us. So, Sean, appreciate you once again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.